Good morning, Saints. Good morning. Praise the Lord. It was a wonderful opportunity that we had on this first Sunday in July to worship Him. But there is a freedom that we have that, that uh, the United States of America can't give us, Saints. And no other government, no other person. But thank you, Heavenly Father, because true freedom is found in you as we celebrate uh, freedom. This, this Tuesday, but we celebrate all the time as Christians, amen? Amen. Amen. And it's because of the blood, it's the, yeah. blood, of, the blood of Christ that, that, that we, uh, we celebrate. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you've done for us. So that's what we're going to celebrate in song, amen. I know what? It was the blood. Yeah. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood.
thank you, Heavenly Father, that you came here and you didn't just perform miracles here on the earth, Heavenly Father. But thank you, Father, that you sent your son and that he died for us. He did shed his blood, Heavenly Father. He was wounded for us, Heavenly Father, that we may have this wonderful privilege that we have right now. So we come boldly to you, dear God. And Heavenly Father, we're thankful for all that you have done for us, Lord. We're here, Lord, not because of us, but we're here because you're worthy to be praised and honored. And we're here to exalt you. Not only that, Father, but we are hungry and we need your word. Physical food cannot, cannot satisfy us in a way that your spiritual food can. So feed us, Heavenly Father. Feed us, Heavenly Father, I pray. And Lord, help us not to just be hearers, but doers of your word. I pray for every member of this congregation that is here today. I pray for those that are traveling on this weekend. And I pray for your traveling grace and mercy, Heavenly Father. I pray for those that are sick and shut in and that are not able to be here. And Father, most of all, I pray for those that are lost, those that are backslidden, those who have no desire, Heavenly Father, to worship you, dear God, that are into themselves. I pray, Lord, that you would send Barnabases in their lives. And may we be one of those Barnabases, yes, Heavenly Father, yes. and say a word to them and encourage them, Heavenly Father. And I pray, Lord, that they would be saved. Now bless this worship service as we go forward in it, dear God. Bless the pastors he speaks, the choir as they, they sing, Heavenly Father. And Lord, it's all about you. We give you glory and honor. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Your will be done. Amen. 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 As we uh, often do on this first Sunday. Let's turn our attention to 1 Corinthians 11 chapter. We'll start with verse 34, 24, I'm sorry, and read through verse 34. 1 Corinthians 11 chapter, verses 24 through 34. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, eat of this bread and drink of this cup in an unworthy manner, guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Eat and drink it in an unworthy manner, eat and drink judgment to himself, not discerning For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. If we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. For when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. 
Therefore, my brothers, when you come together to eat, tear one for another. Together? And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that he come together unto condemnation. And the rest will I say in order when I come. Amen. Amen.
out a hand clap of praise. The Holy Ghost moving down in my soul. Amen and praise the Lord. I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost is moving because it's offering time. Oh, let me say that again. Somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> it's time to praise God in our offering. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. Let's continue to worship God in our giving. And remember, get your emblems for the Lord's Supper as we praise God in our giving. Amen. Amen. Let's worship God in our giving. Before we get into the word today, uh, first of all, uh, for the holidays, we will not have a Zoom Bible study this week, and we want to wish you a happy 4th of July. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. A few other announcements. Uh, we have been invited to come and share uh, doing the Old Folk Family Reunion at Mount Zion Baptist Church there in Winniewood, Oklahoma on July the 9th, uh, 2023 at the 3 p.m. service. We're excited about being back in the big woods. Amen. All right. Amen and praise the Lord. Continue to pray about that. Also, we're excited about uh, what's going to happen during our Congress. I do serve as president of Chickasaw District Congress of Christian Education. And on July the 16th at 6 p.m., we're going to have our young adults our youth and young adult extravaganza. And it's always a great time as we celebrate right before the Congress. That's July the 16th. And then during that week, our annual session, it's the 95th Congress of Christian Education on July uh, the 20th through the 22nd. I sent out information, I gave you information about that last Sunday. It's going to convene there at the Mount Zion Baptist Church and the youth will be over there 
um, at Macedonia, and uh, we're going to have a class at the Correct Baptist Church there in uh, Ardmore, Oklahoma, and I want you to participate as the Holy Spirit leads you. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. And lastly, but not least, uh, we're going to be celebrating our moderator. This is his last year of service, and we're going to have a vote coming at the end of the year here. And But we're going to celebrate him on August the 5th, uh, 2023 at 6 p.m., and a banquet, and I want to encourage uh, all of the Bethanites who are led by the Spirit to be involved as we celebrate uh, this great man of God's service to us in our district. Amen? Amen, Amen and praise the Lord. We're excited. Uh, Dr. John A. Reed will be the speaker, and we are so excited about that. That is going to happen. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. Today, we're starting a new series, and this new series is entitled Asking for a Friend. Asking for a Friend, I was uh, mulling over uh, what we're going to do this month, and the Lord was leading me to do a series on marriage, a series on marriage, and I was watching a show and somebody said about love on that show that that love is easy. Love is easy. And, and, and the name of that show was Asking for a Friend. So um, I was led to do a series entitled Asking for a Friend. And the first question we're going to deal with is, is love easy for the Christian? Amen. If love is easy for the Christians, I sent this information out in the text, and I want you, I do this beforehand because uh, Christians uh, uh, should be educated or should study, okay? And I send these scriptures out uh, before time so you can go and you can study this for yourself, and we can come together uh, like in Sunday school, and we can really get deeper in the things of God. So I, I gave you the whole series we're going to be talking about, asking for a friend today, is true love easy for the Christian? Uh, we're going to talk about asking for a friend. Uh, uh, do Christians have to get married to experience true love? Asking for a friend. Is physical attraction true love for the Christian? Asking for a friend. Uh, should Christian men get married? Asking for a friend. Should Christians of the same sex get married? Asking for a friend. Uh, should Christians get divorced? Um, and we're going to be dealing with uh, so many different issues. Asking for a friend. Uh, should Christians be faithful to their marriage? Asking for a friend. Can, uh, should Christians, singles, divorcees, and widowers uh, have sex outside of marriage? Asking for a friend. Should Christians be forgiving in their love relationships? Now, many of those questions seem elementary. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say that they weren't elementary except that folk ain't doing. <laughs> right. Hello, right. somebody. Right. Right. Folk ain't doing none of that no more. <laughs> Bad uh, English, but good. Uh, what's going on in our culture? Um, folk. Don't even know who they are anymore. Mm. Let me say that again. All right. Folk don't even know who they are anymore. Mm. Mm. 
They mama named them Michael. Mm. They decided to identify different. Right, yeah. And, 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 and identify themselves as Michael. <laughs> and, and you better get my pronouns right. Uh, I used to know what the pronouns mean, but I forgot. <laughs> I just said my pronoun is it. <laughs> but we're going to talk about uh, these things, and and this uh, this series is a series. Uh, that's going to be answer question about true love and Christian relationships. Right. But this morning we're going to be looking at or answering the question: um, Is true love easy for Christians? Let's stand and read the Word of God. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses four through five. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, four through five. Let's read this out loud together at the same time. On three, one, two, three. Lord is patient. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord today. Again, we're going to ask the question, is true love easy for Christians? And we're going to talk on around three points today. Uh, first one, which is really a kind of a question, is it easy to be patient? Point number one. Point number two, is it easy to not be proud? Is it easy to not be what? Peviousness? Peviousness. Peviousness. Don't get peed off. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to ask those three questions, amen? And we want Christians to know today that love in a Christian relationship is not easy because it is a love that gives and takes maturity. Let me say that again. Love in a Christian relationship is not easy because it is a love that gives and takes maturity. We got to look at this brief video, and then we'll get to the word.
Praise the Lord. I got a call uh, probably about two or three weeks ago. There was a man who was not from Corinth. And this is Corinth on the map. This cross from Asia Minor or modern day Turkey. This is where we get this information for the letter that we are studying today. And you know, Corinth, Corinth kind of reminds me of our day and time. It was a, a place of sexual immorality. Right. A place where in the history of the city where you could go and worship the goddess of love and the way you would go and worship the goddess of love is that they literally had temple prostitutes. Right. Where it was for them a form of worship. And I always like the metal. They didn't have any problems with men going to church back then. Amen. Amen. Right. Somebody get that on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was so much going on, so much immorality, kind of like our day and time. And if you ever get frustrated with being in our day and time and having experienced so much sexual temptation where, oh, Corinth and the Corinthian church was right smack dab in the middle of a sexual revolution. Hello, somebody. When we talk about that, that's free love, free love. And and we live in that time today because, uh, oh, people are giving out free love. Folk don't even get married anymore. Right. And your church, like many of the churches that I've attended back, oh, in the day, that mega church that folk like to worship, the whole lot of folk up in there, not holy, not living righteous, Living together, shacking. The old folk used to say, they're shacking. Hello, somebody. It's free love. Free love. Because folk don't get married anymore. 70% of our households don't even have a man in it. Marriage is almost, uh, oh, 
are extinct in the African-American community. So why do a series about love and marriage when ain't nobody really interested in love and marriage, not even folks in the church? Hello, somebody. They the same way in Corinth. I mean, it was it was some crazy stuff going on with Corinth. Even that was a, a man who was sleeping with his daddy's girl. Hello, somebody. H hello, somebody. Right. Just horrible, horrible. And it's in the midst of all of the horribleness of this sexual revolution, this free love in Corinth. Paul had to tell them and to teach them of what? True love is. Use that Greek word that you've heard many times as I preached it. He used that Greek word, agape. Agape is void of emotions. It is a decision of the will. It is what God tells a man to do to his wife is to love her Void of emotion. In other words, his toilet paper should never run out. Hello, somebody. Because love, the reason why love is not easy is because there's going to come a time where if you are in lust, oh, that it's going to run out. Hello, somebody. A man called me. He was not of Corinth. And he wanted to leave his wife two weeks ago. A uh, man called me yesterday who was not a correct, not uh, because they're not applying the word of God. And, and, and he wanted to leave his wife. And I said, where in the Bible do they do that? Hello, somebody. That, that there's nowhere in the Bible where God gives the man a, 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 a command to divorce his wife, nowhere. It's an option in there. Hello, somebody. But never command that option comes, uh, oh, as a result of sexual immorality. Hello, somebody. Or fornication. But if you ask Jesus, he said, oh, it was Moses that oh, gave the option. It was never meant for a man, oh, to get divorced. He's supposed to be committed to his family. A decision of the will of the scalpel love that we're going to share today. And as a result, oh, he should be committed. Right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Should be committed. But now, 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 you call me up. No! No divorce! You call me up as a man talking about, oh, I don't feel like she's putting her weight. And I'll ask you, what do you have to do with your feelings? Mm, right. Amen. Hello, somebody. The Bible ain't tell you to feel good about right. your wife. Right. Ooh. Amen. Right. Let me say it again. The Bible did not command you to feel good about your wife. See, the problem was she was doing some stuff. Oh, like the man with the toilet paper. And as long as she was doing what she was doing, oh, you felt love. Hello, somebody. But when that toilet paper ran out, oh, then you got a problem. She's not carrying her weight. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, as a man, God says to love, be committed. Void of the mo of emotions, be committed. Right, right. And a man that does not have that kind of love, 
it's not going to be really any good anywhere. Hello, somebody. All right. I tell men all the time, get out your emotions. Right. When it's time to go to work, get out your emotions. Well, they ain't treat me right up there. Are they giving you a check? Get out your emotions. Hello, somebody. That's how you can get another place. And before you get that place, pray to God. Because the devil may be just trying to make you all oh, lose your blessing. And that many Christian men are losing their blessings. Oh, because they thought Sister Sue over there, that easy love. Hello, somebody. You know, easy love is not love at all. It's lust. All right. Hello, somebody. It's lust. And as long as, as Sister Sue and I apologize, you ain't here, your name is Sue. <laughs> but, but as long as Sister Sue is willing to do what you, what you want her to do to make you happy. Hello, somebody. You willing to leave your house and home, family and friends and everybody. Hello, somebody. Running out to Sister Sue because of your emotions. True love is not lust. Hello, somebody. Right, right. Let me say it again. True love is not lust. Right. Because there's going to come a time in your marriage that you're going to need something other than physical attraction. Right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. Because that's number one thing that Christian singles say they want. And oh, he got to be physically attracted. Hello, somebody. Yeah. 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 And go for men too. Right, don't don't right. get it twisted. Right. Uh oh, she gotta look good. She gotta be a bridge. Don't turn her high. Don't turn her high. Uh, my head. Just been rolling. Oh, wait a minute. Come back. Come on back, Reverend. <laughs> Come on back, Reverend. Hell, somebody. When you're in a real relationship that extends, extends the appearance. You don't believe me? Yeah, keep living. <laughs> I can remember, I can remember. I don't mean to mail. I don't mean to mail. Uh, had a, a, a high school reunion. How about, I ain't recognize nobody! <laughs> you say, Reverend, why? Why? Why you didn't rest to recognize nobody? Black don't crack. Oh. <laughs> it may not crack, but it may do some other stuff. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Make you not recognize folk. <laughs> what happened? After the physical attraction is gone, what happens after the sickness? Well, hello, somebody. What, what, what happens when the lust is gone? Well, See, you're the blues song singer. You be singing, the thrill is gone, baby. The thrill is gone. Who's that, B.B. King? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that, that's your problem. Yeah. If you saying the lust is gone. Wait, wait, ain't that how you started out? What what happened? It, it isn't 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 love supposed to be easy? No, love ain't easy at all. Hello, somebody. And you ain't ready for marriage until you understand that. Hello, somebody. We ask true love is easy. Let's ask you, let's answer these questions and then we can go home. Number one, is it easy to be patient? Love is patient. Agape is patient. Is it easy to be patient? It's not easy to be patient? Come on! Oh, we all Christian folk up in here! Is it easy? It's not easy to be patient? I can remember one time I prayed, last time I prayed for patience. I prayed, Lord, make me patient. And then all of a sudden, I was in all kind of traffic. Tell us somebody. <laughs> Every time I came to the fast food, there were lines. Every time I went in to buy groceries, there were lines. And needless to say, I didn't pray for that no more. <laughs> you really want to be patient. <laughs> And boy, in marriage, I almost don't understand anything that's more valuable than patience in marriage. And you don't have to be dealing with all those, oh, those big problems. Sometimes you, you, you're dealing with all that little stuff that your mate does to get on your nerves. My Lord. Right. I, I know y'all don't have any nerves in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so many so many so many different things that that he or she may do. Tell somebody, may leave unclean place uh, in the sink. Tell somebody, my. See, the trash is overflowing. Ain't got no kind of initiative to take it out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just overflowing. <laughs> Hello, somebody. No, no kind of initiative. They need the, 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 the string door open. Y'all have those? <laughs> you had those back in the day. <laughs> well, it's a screen door. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees outside. May leave the lights on. Anybody here paying that big electric bill? Has <laughs> it all the lights? Turn on the lights out. I used to be mad at my stepdaddy for complaining about turn on the lights out. I got out of my own world, start adulting. Hell, somebody. <laughs> Turn the lights out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just 
little stuff. That's the little stuff. Don't, don't, don't get into the big stuff that you got to be patient with. Right, right. Help somebody. Patient with your mate when they're going through a sickness. All right. Hello, somebody. Mm. A lot of marriages end mm. in the sickness. Mm. There have been people who have left their mate on the deathbed because of the sickness. Not patient! Mm. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Love must be patient! This must be a part of marriage! And, and, and that lust thing, you ain't got to deal with patience. Hello, somebody. A lot of reasons men like to have women on the side is they don't have to deal with them. Hello, somebody. Get with them and leave. Hello, somebody. Go back to their wife. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Love is not easy. We must be patient with one another. Hello, somebody. And this is a good way to look at it. Proverbs 17 and 9. Whoever what? The most what? Love. But what? Separate. That's some stuff you don't even need to be mentioning. When I was first married, I wanted to tell my wife everything that, that got on my nerve about her. Hello, somebody. Mm. You know, I mentioned before, closing the cabinets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she so busy and cooking and doing all that good stuff. I should be happy to come along and close the cabinet. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> you ain't cooking one thing. <laughs> Hello, somebody. It's the 4th of July, you ain't even getting on the grill. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Be grateful for what you have. Hello, somebody. Don't bring it up. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Right, right. This, this is your mate. This is what you should do. That love All the stuff that gets on your nerve, your na- last married nerve. <laughs> I'm like, what you got nerves for anyway? Is that in the Bible? <laughs> the Bible say you, you got nerves? Hello, somebody. When you love somebody, you won't complain. True love. You're not going to complain, and that's what men like to do. They complain. Number one complaint, well, we ain't having enough in the, in the marriage bed. Preacher, you, you, I got married because the Bible says it's better to be married than to burn, but I'm married and burning. <laughs> you don't ever like my answer. Well, I'm so glad that Oh, you're at a time now where you can go back to live holy like you used to live when you were single and God taught you how to live holy and now you've got to go back and live holy because the Bible doesn't say that's a reason for a divorce. So just go back to living holy like you used to. And almost always they say, 
It wasn't burning when we were single. <laughs> I said, oh, so, 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 when y'all was, when y'all was single, it was hot in here. But now that you're married, it's done cool down. I said, welcome to the principle of you're going to reap what you sow. And now you've got to be patient. Hello, somebody. All right. And whatever it is that he or she is doing or not doing, you've got to cover it. You've got to be patient. You've got to not complain. You've got to live holy and live righteous and go forward in Jesus' name. All right. Hello, somebody. There's been plenty of men who left and recognized they messed up a good thing. All right. Because they weren't patient. They say the grass is greener on the other side. But they don't tell you it's that the grass is greener on the other side. Somebody said because the water bill is higher. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Pay your water bill at home. Hello, somebody. And use patience to cover oh, all of this arguing and nagging and fussing that y'all doing. It's because y'all ain't loving. Well, hello, somebody. Hell, mm. like I can tell you, y'all ain't loving. Mm. Problem is, we got a generation of people who want to be right as opposed to be married. Mm. Ooh, let me say that again. I meant to meddle this morning. It's really not me. I heard a comedian say this. He said he ain't never heard his wife say, I'm sorry. He was laughing about this. Oh, no, oh, no. She ain't going to ever be sorry. Oh no, oh no, she ain't gonna never be wrong. Ooh, really? See, if you, if you came into me and I'm, mad, and I'm doing marriage counseling, and I notice that you putting everything on him, I'm gonna think you're the one who had a problem. Mm -hmm. My Lord. Because you can't be wrong. You, you want to be married or you want to be right? Hello, somebody. All right. Hello, somebody. Patience is a virtue. And in marriage, if one person wrong, everybody's wrong. Got to be patient with one another. Stop trying to win arguments. Stop trying to win the fight. H Hello, somebody. Admit when you're wrong. H Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This is me trying to get mad at me because. That's how we say, I'm not a sorry man. <laughs> you ain't married a sorry man. <laughs> and she like, yeah, you sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. 
got to be patient. Ain't nobody perfect. You got to be patient. And if they have done the unspeakable offense, and you decide to forgive them for that, then you got to forgive them for that. Because many women are still in marriages and their husband cheated on them and they decided to stay and they never got over that offense. And that's why they believe they're always right because they're thinking about what happened 20 years ago. And honey, he was wrong 20 years ago, but right now in 2023, you're wrong. Because the Bible says if you don't forgive, hello somebody, the Lord's not going to forgive you. You done messed up your prayer life thinking you're right. Because he was wrong 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Love must be patient. Love must cover offenses. Whether major or minor. And the devil can get you as much with champagne problems as he did with real problems. Mm. All right. You know what a champagne problem is? It's really not that big of a deal. That, but the devil will take, as you've heard me say many times, you give the devil an inch, he ain't going to take a mile. He's going to take your life. Hello, somebody. So we have to be patient. Oh, we have to be a people patient with one another. So is true love easy? No, it ain't easy. We got this romantic notion of what love is. That's really most of that is just lust. Oh, is it easy not to be proud in marriage? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast and it is not proud. That's one of the main reasons marriages don't work. It's because of pride. Because of pride. Because of arrogance. Because you think you're perfect. That's some people that were raised that way. They were never held accountable for their behavior. They never got disciplined as children and they're in marriage and, 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 and they're so prideful and arrogant and they can't, they don't think that they can be wrong. You know, when the disciples realized that somebody was going to betray Jesus, what if they asked the question? They asked the question, is it I? And the only one that wasn't asking the question was the one who was really doing it. Do you have some is it I in your relationship? Perhaps you're wrong. Think about it. He or she may not be perfect, but perhaps you're wrong. A prideful person don't think they can be wrong. A prideful person thinks they should be worshipped. Ain't that what the devil did in heaven? He got prideful. Yeah, Hello, somebody. He got prideful and believed that he should be worshipped. And what did that do? They got him kicked out of heaven. Pride. The Bible doesn't like pride and arrogance. And, 
and, and, and pride and arrogance is not a place. Oh, in true Christian love, true Christian marriage, we all must be humble to make it work. And you have to be willing to do anything that it takes to make it work. Ooh, let me say that again. Let's be willing to do anything that it takes, right. even if you have to suffer. That's going to be some kind of suffering for you to remain married. All right. Let me say that again. That's going to have to be some kind of, in Christian marriage, some kind of suffering for you to remain married. Hello, somebody. Get this word picture. It blows my mind. I don't think we really believe that same love, agape love, is what put Jesus on the cross. Right. That same agape love is what made Jesus to operate outside of his emotions. When he said, Lord, if it be a will, pass that cup of nevertheless, that kind of love. Nevertheless, void of emotions. Not my will, but thy will be done. And I'm willing to do anything that it takes to get your will to be done for Jesus. It took the crucifixion. It took the suffering. It took the sorrow. It took, oh, the whooping. Hell, somebody. Preach, I'm getting whooped in my marriage. Good. Not even saying that you right. should be taking the physical, the body, right. all that. No, that's a whole nother thing. Right, right. But I, I am saying that marriage is for grown folk, mm. mature folk who can do right even when they feel wrong. Mm. Help somebody. Mm. You ever had an argument with your mate and then you have to? You gotta go somewhere, had a, then you got to, what you gonna do? You get mad and stay home? Everybody asks where you at, and you gonna get in that car! <laughs> and go where you're supposed to go! And interestingly enough, you'll get around the people you're around, and you'll be grinning all just had a knockdown drag outside. Hello, somebody. That's why I like to say, if you can fake it for everybody else, fake it for your mate. Yeah. <laughs> somebody get that on the way home. If you can fake it for everybody else, they ain't got to know how you feel. Fake it. That's what you do. Come to church, be, be boxing out there on the parking lot. Come up, walk, see me. Hey, Pastor! <laughs> How you doing today? Look at your husband. <laughs> he barely look up. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Marriage is not for prideful people. Got to be humble. Got to be humble. And it's not easy. Love, true love is not easy. We got to let folks know. We got to mentor people who are married and let them know that married people don't live perfectly. They just have to forgive perfectly. Hello, son. All right. Amen. Married people don't live perfectly. You just got to forgive perfectly. You got to cover. 
You got to be patient. You got to not be prideful and thinking it's only you in this marriage. Pride goes before destruction. And haughty spirit before fall. Take that pride out of your marriage. True love is not easy. Lust is easy at the beginning. Talk about peevousness. That means to get peeved, to get angry. Do you want to know that you're not doing things godly and right? In your marriages, are you angry all the time? Are you angry? Now, the Bible says be angry and sin not. But the problem with most Christian marriages, they're angry and they are sinning. Don't you know, anger is like alcohol. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I've had to grow up with alcohol in, in these few years I've been, uh, been living and finally giving my stepdad some kind of credit. And I, and I, and I said that my stepdad was a good fella. He was a good fellow. The problem was is that he drank and he drank all the time. And when he was drunk, he got mean. He was mean when he was drunk and going up. That's all I remember of him. Uh, it's him just being angry and roaring like a lion throughout our household. But don't you know anger is like alcohol as well? Because when you get angry, you'll say stuff that you would never say normally. All right. Well, yes, sir. Very good. Let me say it again. When you're angry, you'll say stuff you wouldn't normally say. You lose all your inhibitions. And some folks get so angry, they'll lose their mind and not remember what happened after they had an angry outburst. Are you that way in your marriage? You, 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 you shouldn't be. It says love is not easily angered. And if you're easily angered, that means something is wrong. It probably means you're holding a grudge. That you're mad. Because of something he or she didn't do. And once again, love is patient. It should cover. The only way you're going to last is to be forgiving. We're going to have a whole uh, message on forgiveness. The only way it's going to last is to be forgiving. Because if not, that anger can store up. And many of the little stuff that couples fight about is really about something other than the little stuff. It's about what you're holding against them in your heart. And that's why you can't be patient with him because you're, you're holding some stuff. And, and, and I had a call from another guy who said, um, we, this has been the easiest time, the best time in our marriage, and now she wants to leave. What happened? 
I mean, understanding. He can't. He couldn't understand why this is happening. I, I can tell him why. His sheep was holding something against him, and it could have been from twenty years ago. <laughs> and because she never forgave, she never. Oh, and forgiving him, she could never be wrong from that point on. She could never be wrong from that point on because she was wrong. And as a result, what seems like there should be no problems is blown up. True love is not easily angered. Arguing, fussing, and fighting all the time. You're not in a true Christian love relationship. Yeah, all right. Ooh, wee. Oh, wee. So, single folk, if you will ever get married, throw away this idea that love is easy. I almost choked when I heard that. That love is easy. I said, I can see why you're single, because you think love is easy. <laughs> now, love ain't easy. Marriage ain't easy. Hello, somebody. You have to get rid of those Secular thinking at the Congress met a lady who said she had to talk her daughter out of I don't have anything against tall men. This is what she said. She said, I had to talk my daughter out of the ideal of just being with a tall man. And, and there was a good man that was right before her eyes, but he just wasn't tall. And, and single folk do that. They want to want to be tall, tall in height. They want to be tall in bank account. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "I watch, watch it, preacher." <laughs> Because if you, you take this, this and sickness in and out, richer or poor, right. all they hear is richer. Want to be richer? <laughs> <laughs> Want to be taller, richer, <laughs> darker, lighter? All these really insignificant things. She said she had to talk. Her daughter into choosing a good man as opposed to just a tall man. Okay. I don't have anything against tall men, okay? But that's what she said. But they seem to only be attracted to the one percenters. The one percenters. Don't you know uh, it's 1% of the population that has a bank account of six figures, 1%, okay? Don't you know it's not as many tall men as the average-sized men 
one guy ran it down and said that, 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 that for if you, it's impossible for you to get what these stuff like that say that you want to have. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So we got to get rid of these thoughts. These ungodly secular thoughts about what marriage should be, about what should enter us into marriage. Nine times out of ten, even Christian women ain't saying that he got to be Christian. Hello, somebody. They ain't saying he got to be Christian. Because of what that halo effect is what they call it. When you're physically attracted to somebody, it's a halo effect. You think that they're more godly, whole, more righteous, and all of that. Because you're physically attracted to them. It's a halo effect. I talked about that in my book, How to Choose a Word that Made Fine True Love. Um, and thereby, because they're not thinking that way, they, they think that they have, they'll say, he's not Christian, but he's a good man. Oh, really? What does the Bible say? Says there's none righteous. No, not one. H Hello, somebody. You think because he's uh, looks good to you that he's or she's going to be good for you? It's a lie from the pit of hell. So today, this month, we're going to talk about true Christian marriage. Is love easy? Love is not easy. But I can guarantee you, if you do it God's way, that it is worth it. Amen. The greatest blessing that I've experienced in this world is marriage. All right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. They statistically say it's better for a man to get married than a woman anyway. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Live longer, have better health. Have all it because you got somebody there watching out for you. All right. Hello, somebody. Paul says, now, if you don't want to get married, that's, that's, that's okay. Be like me. If you don't want to be married, be like me. If you're not burning, then what you need to do is to live holy unto the Lord as a single person, single-mindedly devoted to the Lord. And if that's where God has you, praise you, Jesus. But there's some burning in you. There's some burning in you. Can't live holy sexually. And the Bible says you need to get married. Right. And also the Bible says you need to exercise your right in marriage as well. Right. H Hello, somebody. This is true marriage. And it's a duty, a lot of that. It's duty. Are you dutiful? That's why they say. Don't marry a man with a, a, a bad work history. Why? Because he don't show any commitment. I said a bad work history. He might be unemployed right now, 
going to, but if you look in his background, he has been committed, if he's a good man, he's been committed to working all of his life. He might be retired now, and, and, and the only way you can really retire is you gotta have a good work history. <laughs> so we ain't talking about those kind of men, we're talking about those kind of men that they've never been dutiful, they've never been committed. Because they don't make good mates and women the same way. But love is not easy. All eyes closed, heads about, saints are praying. Oh, I'm way over time. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ went to the cross. Jesus Christ went to the cross because it was not easy. He was duty bound. God so loved the world, agape loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you are here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God says today, I paid it all. And it was not easy. It's not easy believism. I don't want you to come down and make a shallow decision and leave this place and to live for yourself. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ this morning, oh, I want you to know you're giving your whole life, all of you. If you're here today, you don't ever remember a time that you accepted God's love. He's been patient with you up to this point. Jesus wasn't too proud to die for you. And even at this point, God is not angry with you. Because right now you can change your life. Give your life to Jesus Christ. He said it again. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Sit out of your seat right now. Say, hey, I want to come. I want to experience this kind of love. The kind of love that suffered and died for me. The kind of love that, oh, was raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Is there one today? All you have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today. I've heard about love today. And I want to experience your love for me. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I accept Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for my sins. I believe that he died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Is there one today willing to pray that prayer? If you're willing come down or maybe you pray that prayer in the private recesses of your hearts and mind once you do you don't have to come down you can come to me in private for your first public profession of faith will be your baptism amen and praise the lord we enter into our moment of the Lord's Supper. I want everyone to please stand. Take apart the emblems.
tear apart the cup for the symbolic of the wine. We do this in remembrance of Jesus that this world is not our home. It's a good time to remember, even as we've heard of yet another shooting, even as we've heard of all of the heat, even as we've heard of wars and rumors of wars, we're reminded today that this world is not our home and that we're just passing through. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, holding up the bread, which is symbolic of his body, take eat, holding up the wine, symbolic of his blood, take drink. Shall we pray? Father, we do thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that this world is not our home. This world where there's sickness in my body. This world where I suffer from the heat. This world that I'm concerned about that's falling apart. This world where it seems like America's in war against itself and across the waters the nations rising up against nation and warring against each other. Father, I'm so glad, Lord, that you remind me that this world is not my home. I'm going to go to a place where there's no more sickness, no more dying, no more crying, no more fears, no more tears. I'm going to go to a place oh, where that which is around my neck is under my feet as I walk the streets of gold up to the pearly gates. I'm so happy, Father, that I'm reminded that this world is not my home, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, as a result of this remembrance, oh, Lord, that you remember all of the suffering and pain that we're going through as a body of Jesus Christ at this place. All of the sickness, all of the suffering, all of the sadness, all of the madness, all of the depression. Father, we pray, Lord, that it be lifted today, Father, in Jesus' name. For we still believe that you've got the power to heal, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, there's somebody today that needs your healing. There's somebody today that needs your perseverance. There's somebody today that's weak. And your word says, oh, that when I am weak, then you are strong. Father, there's somebody who needs your strength today. And we're reminded, Father, of that power that's gone away to prepare a place for us and will come again. And we believe by faith that we're going to see you in the land of the living and look forward through faith for that great getting up morning when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and those of us who remain alive will be caught up in an instant in the twinkling of an eye. Father, oh, encourage your people today, Father. In Jesus' name. Father God, put your hedge of protection around us. 
Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, Amen. Hey Amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Happy 4th of July in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
He's out of town.
t-shirts.
chat did good. Oh, well, praise the Lord. She said he did. She said he did good. I asked her who was coming next Sunday. She said, kid. I said, I want to be that. You had to preach anyway. So.
Pastor can't do that. Nothing, huh? All she got to do is pay attention. That's all she got to do.
Check up on somebody that was supposed to have come to your church today. Did you did you get a huh? They didn't show up. They didn't show up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call and get on. They called and told you they was coming. Call and get on him. Because <laughs> he and his wife supposed to, they supposed to start coming over there. They've been talking about it. I've been trying to encourage him to go and go.
he was ordained as a deacon that. That's that's like home to them. So to pray for him. I'm, uh, I'm going to still try to get him to go on back over there. I'm going to call over there and get on him, see why he didn't go. Because, you know, she stopped going to church. And I told him, man, you, yeah. you need to continue to go. Even if your wife don't go, I told him to bring them kids, too. Reverend. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. You ain't at church? <laughs> oh, we are at church now, dog. We only do one-hour services now since COVID. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that what y'all used to do two hours out there in Cornwall?
no, nigga, no, those are only show muscles. You didn't know that? <laughs> Guys like that, that's only show. Show muscles, man. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't do stuff like that, man. But it was me and my youngest son carrying all the heavy stuff. I mean, I'm man, we were so worn out, burned it most I mean, most of the time we did sir, it was just eating something and sleep and clean up and uh, it it has been a, a long couple of days. Stop moving it is uh, it is uh Yeah. Was all the muscles that other boy got, he could have been two or three of y'all. But I, I forgot back in the day when I was in Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, I was a little skinny bro. And I would be the one helping folk move. All them big guys and big muscles, they weren't the ones helping. <laughs> And I learned a little later when muscle uh, bodybuilder said, he said, man, these are show muscles. These ain't go muscles. <laughs> but yeah, his, his, his butt's going to be looking for a place to, looking for somewhere to live. And I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he's going to. You going to show them muscles the door? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you, man, but it's, it's it. If it ain't nothing to my wife, man, I'm I'm trying to tell you. I'll tell you, boy, you gotta you gotta get it. You gotta. Uh, right now, he with his baby mama, you know, with his kids or whatever. But uh, but you know that that stuff. I mean, it only lasts for a little while before they get into it. If he come call his mama, come back home. Well, they say they never it never leaves. <laughs> I mean. You don't have to get on up out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. This next generation, they don't ever leave. <laughs> There's something else I'm trying to tell you. He, he done quit his job, too. I'm like, this boy, sure. Y'all gonna take care of him. He ain't got to, you know, he got a good, solid foundation. Y'all gonna take care of him. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh-uh. See, when I left home at 19, I never went back. Yes, yep. sir. But yeah, but they yep. say this this generation is different. Yeah. They is, man. They are really different. Because when I got married to my wife, you know, I, I kept a job and everything. My wife was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years. Yes, sir. And I was out there trying to bust my butt for the family now. I mean, these these generations now, man, they don't, they just want to lean and depend on mom and dad. Yes, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, one comedian, I think that was Steve Harvey, he said they never, they never, they never leave. (laughs) 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 Them millennials is what they call them. They say they never leave. I mean, I just don't get it. Oh, you get it, man. They shoot. They saying how high it is for rent, and uh, shoot, you get it. <laughs> Why well, pay that high rent? You can stay at home for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But the thing is, they—they, they, I mean, they want to stay home for free, and I mean, they just. You know, want the mom and dad to take care of them. They don't want to 
Yeah. They just want to lay around. They don't have videos. to. Y'all, y'all don't even charge them rent or anything. Y'all just let them stay there for free. <laughs> yeah. It ain't funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. <laughs> Shoot, they got it made. They get charged rent. Shoot. They get them a little job on the side. That's free money. They do what they want with that. And Mama gonna cook them good meals. Have them washing. Mama be washing the clothes. And shoot. Yeah, buddy. But everything got moved in. Y'all, y'all doing good. Other otherwise. Yep. Everything's going okay. Well, that's good, because your, your wife sure didn't want to go to no corner wall. <laughs> uh, she did. She wasn't going to no corner wall. <laughs> corner who? <laughs> like, I'd rather pay a bill than to go to corner wall. <laughs> They corner want away on no Walmart. Ain't got no. But they do have a what Dollar General. Yeah, Dollar General and a Sonic. And a Sonic. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna yeah. go get in here. I'm just checking in on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Fred and let him know you you gonna be there next week. Well, don't don't tell him that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him to run that bus over there. <laughs> because, uh, we, we was uh we, we was watching uh Doctor Oakland Bible Fellowship on uh online and uh Doctor Tony Evans he's uh, uh preaching a series about uh who owns your house mm-hmm. and uh today he was talking about a uh, singlehood and then uh next week Sunday he's gonna be talking about marriage. And then, <laughs> and I told Chris, man, I'm thinking about going out next Sunday. <laughs> you think about going to Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas? Yeah, for for next uh, next Sunday for church. Well, uh, that's what you want to do. My my deacon, his pastor is Doctor Evans, so he'll leave Bethlehem and go and listen after he leave Bethlehem. <laughs> 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 That's his preacher. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I haven't made up my mind yet. Well, I'm calling Fred, letting him know you're gonna be there. <laughs> don't make me a, don't, don't make me a lie. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we 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 going to Gilfield, though. You, we are, your wife, and I tell you to bring the gerbil, the dog, whatever pets, everybody going. Yeah, we yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen for real. It's gonna happen. Yeah. All right then, my brother, I was just calling on you. Checking All right, on you. I appreciate it. All right, bye. All right, bye. They didn't go to church today. How do you know? Because I know they weren't gonna go. How did you know they weren't gonna go? It wasn't right. It wasn't right the way they did it. So I know they wasn't going to go and step into another church today. 
Well, he said it was because they were moving and they was tired and they moved up until one o'clock last night. So that's what he said. Mm-hmm. If he had been preaching, he still would have been in church. Yeah, you're right. about that. Huh? Yes, he's right about that. He would have been in church. Mm Mm-hmm. You see how it goes? And I think... Where they moved to? I don't know, somewhere in Ada. But, uh, what I think is going to happen if the boy go, he's going to end up being the pastor over there. Yeah. Because Fred is tired. You see it? Yeah, you got to see it. You can see what he's going through. So he might be looking for him to be come doing on over there. Yeah. That's what I was saying. She's gonna be mad. He's just trying and to keep him from preaching. Especially if he end up being he gonna end up he started going over there, he's gonna be the next pastor. Remember I told you that. I felt that too. He go over there, that's what he you know. He should have been there at first at first, if he'd have been on his stuff like he should have been. That's what I was getting she him ready him for. To, she don't want him to be a preacher, a pastor. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I need some AAA batteries. You got any? How many? Uh, just two. Yeah. Let me see what he did, what this boy did. Yeah, he just, uh, ooh. But he'll see in the end, he will see in the end. Hey, hey, Pastor. How you doing, sir? Doing well, and yourself? I'm doing good. All right, all right. So how was service today? Man, I'm calling you to see how service was. They <laughs> they need a pastor. <laughs> Bethlehem got a pastor. I'm That's trying right. to see what, right. what's yes, going sir. on. Yes, what's going on over there? Yes, so uh, service was really good today. We had a we had a really good time, and and uh, afterwards, uh, Jai's mother, Sister Sandy, she told me she said. I would like to get you into uh, where we can get you like two, maybe three, four weeks in a row, she said, instead of just coming once every nine 
smiling then. Mm-hmm. She said, because I really, really like hearing you preach. Mm-hmm. She said, no, no, I like it. I love it. She said, so that's what I'm working on right now is trying to get you to uh, be here two, three, four times in a row. I was like, well, I said, next week I'll be in the deal. I said, but any time after that, I said, I will be available because uh, I, I don't have anything scared. She said, okay. She said, well, let me uh, talk to who I need to talk with and so forth, and we'll see what we can get done. I was like, yes, ma'am. And then uh, Brother Jerome came up to me, and he told me, he said, brother, he said, every time you're here, I'm going to be here. I said, well, the only way I'm here is if Now, Jerome is the one out. that used to drop his ties off at the back, isn't he? And, and leave? No, 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 no. Nah, that was... Uh, um, who was that dropped the ties off in the back, baby, and leave? Uh, Quinzel. That was Quinzel. Oh, Quinzel. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Jerome, oh, Jerome is playing. Is he the player of the, the the player? No, no, no. Jerome, he just comes to church. Uh, matter guess. of fact, he, he, he helped me with um, the devotion this morning. He, matter of fact, when I was there, me and him would do devotion oh, together. Oh, the, 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 the almost deacon. That's yes, who he is. yes, yes, Cause I yes. Said, he sat through a Dickens training with, with me once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah, know his him. name sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. What's his last name? Hensley. Jerome Hensley. Hensley. They don't ever use his last yeah. name. Okay. No, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, Jerome Hennessy, like the drink, Hennessy. Oh, I know I've not forgot that. So yeah, they don't <laughs> ever use <laughs> yeah, they, they don't never use his last name. Okay, good. <laughs> I know who yeah, but, 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 but when I say we had a good time and, and Sunday school was was really good. Um, the feedback uh, that everybody we was all given the, the, the participation should I say that everybody was giving off in there, you know, and and great. then it come up, did it come up that um, Brother Jerome and, and uh, Sister Sandy and Sister Tyra they all start talking about how we need a a, a pastor that's going to be a part of our community, you know, because they was talking and I called talking about, uh, well, they, they got this thing that's going on today over there, uh, Domino and Spades tournament thing going on over there. Mm-hmm. It's their third annual, uh, year going in mm-hmm. and it's for the, it's for the whole community over there. Mm-hmm. And so some of the people that, that grew up there will be back home today, you know? And I said, well, I said, I ain't too heavily, uh, I ain't, I ain't so heavily, uh, minded to where I ain't no earthly good. I'll be out there play dom- playing dominoes with y'all. Now nah, you better uh, let uh, you better let somebody win. And I told him, I said, uh, you know, I said, uh, you know, and when I mentioned that, that's when Jerome said, he said, and that's what we're talking about. And he started talking to this congregation. We need somebody that is going to be around here in our community that's going to help kind of unite us, you know. We don't need somebody that's driving all these places away and ain't going to be there for a while, you know well, what I'm saying? Be here and stuff like that, you know. So well, I, was, I, was, I, was just, I was just letting them talk yeah, I and just sitting and listening. I didn't drive back from Texas. I had to move down, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Some of them guys... Yeah, we have, but my wife did record this one, so this one is on Facebook. Well, they should have recorded up there, didn't it? She know she wasn't no. there. No, she uh, she um, her uh, sister Nadine and uh, brother Mac they oh, went to okay. Colorado last oh, week. Oh, they on vacation. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. I'll get a chance to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
But yeah, oh, man. Ah, oh, okay. So I know how to find it. See, she know what yes, she's sir. doing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't got to go try to find it. <laughs> but but we had a we had a good time, and so and the church responded well to the message, and that's what she did. They responded great. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna ask you this question, and I'm gonna let you go. Yes, sir. Compared to last week, yes. How does it compare this week and last week? Okay, when well you say compare, what am I comparing? You compare the, the, how kind of how it went, the reception. Okay. I mean, because be last you. week y'all was talking, hey. Yes. Well, to be honest with you, this week was probably just as good. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. The reception. And and I was I was questioning that. I was questioning the reception, but it was cause the last time I was there, I was like, okay, you know, this but the reception today was like, hey, you know, they was happy, they were into it, they was into the message, uh, they was Did it again, baby? She said it's been a long time since she's seen she's seen them like that. Hmm. You know. And you know she'll never have nothing good to say about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know it must be something going on. She's saying what she's saying. Right, you know, she don't never say nothing good. <laughs> I ain't gonna she say she don't that. ever say nothing good. She just tell the truth and she right, ain't right, saw right, nothing right. good. <laughs> but let me ask you this, let me ask you this. Now remember I told you how churches are. Right. They like women. They don't want you to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. You, you think that exactly. was a, a part of the response? Or am no, I being I, a... I think the because I think the only one that knew that I would go to that I was I was somewhere else and somebody else and that could be somewhere else next week was just the same thing. I don't think the rest of them knew. You don't think the word got out. Right. You don't I think don't Sister think Sandy leak, leak? No, because I don't think she talks to him like that. Oh, okay. No, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think she, I need to be shaking her head like, no, too, you know what I'm saying? She, you know, she lives in Norman, and I think the only time she really deal with them is when she's down here. Mm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, sound like your decision would be harder now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, really, it won't, because it's just too much like right, as I always say. Right. It's too much like right for you to get called right there, and you're right there. It's just too right, much like right. Right, right. right. So, but it sounds like they getting a little writer. Well, I'll put it to you this way. We was out of church 20 minutes, and John was calling. <laughs> Trying to see what's going on. That knows a little yeah. rascal. You know he wants yeah. you to get it yeah. so he can get the other.
really badly. Wow. Wow. And I heard it, but I really didn't pay too much attention to it. But Nanisha pointed it out to me more and more. She said, you know, you can't have to call your pastor. And such a call your pastor. I was like, yeah. I said, nice to meet you. I said, I do remember him saying that a few times. Praise the Lord, man. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm happy. So whatever God does, uh, but like you said, it would. Yes, sir. It would work out. I hate to say it that way because I'm not God. I don't know. But you're right there. I mean, come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got, you got, if you got Emmett Smith back in the day yeah, leading yeah. the football team. Yes, sir. And he's right there.
Spun what? And I'll be preaching at 3 o'clock service there. You're the best. <laughs> Are you still waiting? 
Good for the moment. Thank you. Just let me know if you need anything. Don't suppose you're Jill by any chance? No, sorry. I figured you would have said something if you were. <laughs> Online date? No, it's the first date is more than 10 minutes late. Odds are they're not going to show. But you'll probably get a text in the next couple minutes saying something big yet seasonal, like, sorry, things are crazy with Christmas. You are obviously psychic. Well, I'm sorry. You never, you never even... Yeah, I've seen it on Facebook. She, uh, tell it, she's a, a preacher's, is she either she's a preacher's daughter or a preacher's granddaughter. She know she's been around ministry a lot. She make her sound very supportive. But, but with y'all, you, 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 you got to weigh things. <laughs> I said, with y'all, sometimes you got to weigh things. Well, they said they was friends for 20 years. But now they're saying they're kids once. Yeah. But she might say, we've just been friends for 20 years. <laughs> she might be saying, I'm just his friend for 20 years. You see what I'm saying? But he's talking about trying marrying her. What you 
I think he should marry her? I don't know. You know, you, 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 you know, you just kind of at a distance. But she really, if everything is really what he says, and she's really real, she's really into him, sound like it would be a good thing. But I don't, I don't know her side of the story, so I will reserve my judgment. Because <laughs> like I said, Yeah, and we ain't never been around her, so no. she ain't never been around while he while I was around. Ask him if he gonna bring it to the old folks reunion. That's what you need to ask. I should have told him I was preaching there. He was wondering who was you preaching. Told him back to tell him, man, I forgot to tell you, I'm preaching at the old folks reunion and want to meet your girl. See what he say. <laughs> Let me call a little later because he was doing something. He said them people out at Woodford wanted to meet her, and he said, well, she got to work. Well, he's preaching now. That's what he told me. She got to work. So. make a lie out of the boy. I said, I really don't want to make a liar out of him. Well, he don't look like somebody that would be a disabled man like that. He looks pretty comfortable on this picture. Look, that ain't no friend hug. I guess it could be, though. Look at the body language. Huh? I said, look at the body language. You don't snuggle up against your friend like that. Do you? I guess he, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. You can see he's all into her, but is she is he into is she into him? Well, you know, and then we just let me look at her good. The body language, you can tell. She seemed comfortable in herself, but she he had a bad heel from the bottom up. She real top heavy, so she could have a real bad looking body. You got to look at all of it. I didn't see all that to that. But she seemed comfortable, that he's into her. That's all I can say. It could be, and again, he could be just a friend for 20 years. Well, he her her language is not towards him. You see? Right. It's just, she just standing there and he behind her. So, which would lead me to believe they, they may just be friends and he wants more. That's generally what happens. 
That's why Steve Harvey and most guys tell women, guys, guys ain't going to be friends with you unless they like you. And they're looking for the first opportunity to cross the line. So, and she might be taking him as a, not a threat, you know, as a not a, not a threat, not and just thinking it's just friendship. And, and he, but he say he buys her stuff. He, he treats now her. I like got ninety nine Facebook pages. Okay. Now he got he got about five Facebook pages. Yeah, I let him in every time he put another one together. <laughs> So, like I said, I take it with a grain of salt. He could just be friends and want more, and she could just be. Because he wrote out here on his Facebook page, uh, friends and family, 21 hours ago. I have a question. If you have a friend who, is, who you have known for 20 years or more, and they have been there for you, when you needed them and have loved you through everything, would you help them and be there for them? What'd he they, wrote it twice. What did they say? They said yes. It only seems right. God is truly the one you can ask him for. That's what somebody else said. What did that mean, though? A friend? See, he's saying just a friend, not a girlfriend. Yeah, this is a girl he talked to that day. And he put her out there. Did he tag her on it? Mm -mm. Yeah, like I said, she may just be. Now, like, this picture is like they go together. Let me see. June 17th. Let me look at the body now. Wait a minute. Now we see that he's into her. He, he really just standing there. The body language is just straight up. She actually kind of leaning away. Technology. Latricia Roundtree, my best friend is the greatest ever. I love you, Latricia Roundtree. He put that as June 21st. 
Best friend, you know what I'm saying, girl? Okay, here you go. 20, June 23rd. Just to think about how blessed I truly am, God has blessed me with a great family, an awesome job to go to, an amazing lady friend, and my best friend, Latricia Roundtree. A lady friend mm-hmm. and best friend. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Now, the older, the older gentleman would say lady friend, meaning girlfriend. What do you think now? He put lady friend and he called her name, but she ain't on Facebook, I don't think. Well, she's not doing it on Facebook. See, if she was on Facebook, then she would have something to say. She would. She's not there. That's why I'm thinking she's just a friend. I think he may want more. So she from Lawson? Where's she from? Yeah, I think he said she's from Lawson that her people heard... Uh, Heard him preach when he was over there. Graduated high school in 2000, so she young. Was she 23? What? Let me know. That's at 18. Yeah, she's 23. And it's the time. No, she graduated high school at 18. So you, it's 2023. 18 and so. 23 years is 30, uh, 41. That's about the same age it is, so. This is not his woman, okay? She's in the club. This is not his woman. She's in the club. She got a Facebook. He's on a Facebook page. Yeah. She ain't saying nothing about him. God with a grain of salt. He said a lot of stuff true, but he had to weigh in. And they Yeah. She's she's on Facebook, but to me she's not really on Facebook. She just got a page and she don't never update. The last update. Not on her page at all. But she says she ain't updated in a while. Do Doing a catfish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at her face. Y'all may be doing a catfish. Y'all may be doing a catfish. 
He might be catching. He's taking her stuff. Maybe taking her stuff. He ain't taking her stuff because he with her. Oh, he kept pictures with her. Unless he doctored those pictures. He don't know how to do that. He can't even write God right. You can use God. You can tell him, stop using God with a little G. Well, just embrace me, bitch. Always lurking on my page. You don't. Oh, she's lurking on her page. Look at that two pages. He ain't found no way. Her house rent free. Show me someone that lives in your house rent free. December 2022. This is about a year. You ain't nowhere. She don't do Facebook that much. That's what I'm that. trying to tell you. She probably on Instagram or Twitter. Hey, Google, Google her. See what? Because if they were together, it would be out there, right? Somewhere. See, he ain't. He got her name, but he he apparently he don't know how to make it pop into her page, or she got a page blocked to where you can't put nothing on. Yeah, he ain't. He ain't tagging her, and she ain't got no presence of it. How does his look? Let me go. See, I don't even do nothing like this. Take a woman and make you want to investigate like this. He said, what an amazing day I had today on a lunch date with this gorgeous young lady, my queen, my best friend, and love of my life, Latricia Renee Roundtree. Called her whole name. I'm so thankful that God has sent her to me. Now he got his, her name is highlighted, but it's not on her page because she didn't let it in. I want you, not, to you to know that I love you very much and thank you for making my day. Young people take my that future too. wifey. Uh-oh. He said future wifey, but she ain't nowhere. Man, I need to be doing this. Look here. Trying to run down y'all. See, and it's a phone number. He's so silly. He got her phone number on here. On the page. <laughs> That's somebody silly. Like, somebody like you would call her. Said, no, you I ain't that messy. I ain't gonna call her after nothing. My people like, well, I just wanna put her number. Well, we know that she there. And she just solid, straight. She ain't doing no leaning. She ain't even smiling. She's the only that. one laying on her. Yeah. She might be using it. Because he said he buy her lunch. And yeah. But he might, she, he might be a sugar daddy to her. Because he said he buys her stuff. And you know, some girls, they'll stick around for a sugar daddy. Especially a Christian sugar daddy, because they ain't going to be trying to do nothing that they should be doing. So she, she could be making it out, making out. He's so dumb, he got her number on the phone. <laughs> I'm going to call her. Oh, I'm going to call her. You know somebody named John. Let me stop trying to be messy. But you know the investigative skills of writers, they like to put stuff together. And that would show solve the problem, just calling her or even just texting her. Do you know somebody by the name of John? And see what she say. I'm feeling like catfish, but he can't be a catfish cause it's yeah, real picture. But she ain't got nothing on her page. Yeah, it's got now he done tagged her in pages, but she on her page she ain't let nothing in. Ain't nothing got let in. 
which tells me this ain't no real thing. Not to her. Because they were looking at that seriously. They take that serious. Them status. There's nothing. Nothing. He's tagged her, but in a lot of these pictures, but she ain't. And, he, and she know he doing it. But. She don't care if he's doing it out on his. She's just not doing it on hers. Right? He's talking about they would have been besties for three months. What does that mean? Well, she said he met her when he was 13. Yeah, he said he met her in church somewhere. So, kind of probably like what I was thinking. She's probably just a friend. At the worst, he's a sugar daddy. <laughs> so this is her whole body. Jumping up, just throw the phone. Well, she ain't deformed, as you say. Yeah. He got a lot of pictures of her, don't he? Where y'all? Oh, she tagged with. But you go on her page, ain't none of those. She's not letting none of those tags in on her page. She got it blocked to where you can't just tag her page. She has to let it come in. She has to approve it. personal stuff and all that but you have to do interpersonal stuff on your job or whatever else you're doing too you know you know I never understood women who wanted to be a pastor wife or women who don't want to be a pastor wife <laughs> I've, met, I've heard white women and even one time Sandra 
Though I met somebody, oh, that lady in Kentucky, she said she wanted to marry a preacher because he reminded her of her pastor who was a father figure to her. Now that makes sense. And he was a good, a good image a mentor to her and she didn't have no model at home so she said she wanted to marry a, a, a preacher just like her pastor. That makes sense. Huh? I say preachers, can't get preachers' wives to go to boot camp. <laughs> so they'll never take that. It probably would help. Huh? I said it probably would help a whole lot. Make a difference in this world. And especially <laughs> if they marry somebody that was. <laughs> single as a pastor going into a church because she going to have enemies. Day one. Yeah. The two the families of the two people that were killed. She going to have she's going to have haters day one. Yeah. <laughs> haters in the, in the congregation. She can't warn Felix about that. And Felix didn't really take heed when he said after he got married things changed around his church <laughs> good morning saint what he meant by that the women started acting up yeah they weren't doing what they was doing when they thought they could be a when they thought they could be the first lady it was different after Levera came Most pastors would just live. Ain't no date or marry nobody in the congregation. Yeah, that's a Now that show nine one one showed that. But they met Shunt. outside the church. The show nine one one? Yeah. They met With Angela she, Bassett? She's a par she's a paramedic. Uh, yeah, Angela Bassett. No. It's another show, nine one one. And she, she, they met outside the church. Give me, give me the controls. I'm looking at my Christmas. So here, your phone. I'm just trying to show you this. See if I still got it. She met outside. They met outside the church when he was in a crisis. He was the paramedic on the scene. Match, match record for you. Match record for what? On the Christmas show. I'm going to lose it, probably if you don't. But what is she trying to show me about 911? That was something else. I disagree. Still on here. It's a 9 one and, and I wanted to see all of it. I hope I didn't it. It's a new episode where a preacher met. Yeah, I know. It's not there. 
Now, what is it doing? What does it mean? Well, what it is, it's a show about, uh, you know, like a police ambulance, you know. But it's got to do with the preacher. The one of the story, there it is, 911 long story, that's it. There's a preacher on there? It's a black dude. We know the dude and everything, and we know her. There it goes. Look at that. I got, I got to start this from the beginning. Let's see if I can find. I'm going to have to watch this from the start. trying to see the preacher. What just you let to me see? get to where I'm trying to show you. Just stop. Just I'm trying to find the episode, a good episode. So it's a long-standing story? I'm not sure, because uh, like I say, you know, I have so much stuff that I be trying to watch that I kind of got off that. But uh, that'll be good, something good to watch now that uh, I can't watch everything. Hey, Dad, I want you to pay. Are they serious? Huh? They crunch your little face, didn't they? No, that's just last season. This season, you don't have to pay for it. I'm gonna roll up here the full season. Okay, so I'll just hit it right there because that looks like the last episode. They prepare for their waiting day. So the preacher is K, uh, TK. I don't know which. I don't know the character's name. But honey, uh. They met because she helped him. He it was something at a amusement park, and they kid. Protect your dog from fleas and ticks with next door neighbors. His daughter was a little witch. She would act real nice in front of him and her, and then when she get her by herself, she would tell her. I remember seeing that. Yeah, he was a preacher. Yeah. She was. She did something crazy, and then she, the lady did something crazy back. I don't know. 
I remember seeing it. I don't remember. I don't remember him. But I remember she did something crazy, the little girl. <clears throat> and then she did something to upstage her or something. I barely remember this here, this part here. Because his dad is a
Why is it always bad about that? His daddy just died. He didn't want to get married then. That's understandable. That's weird. What? The outside of the drawer seems way deeper than the inside. Uh-oh. Yeah. What is that? It's a false bottom drawer. Did you know that? Uh-oh. Don't look at it. Department of what? Because I think that has secrets. Come on in, y'all. You think what? Hey, Grace. Hey, Wayne. Here we are. At the uh, Ryder Rehabilitation Center. Wow. Yeah. Talk about your extreme home makeover, huh? Yeah, it's a super sad addition. No, no, it's okay. You know, it's going to take some getting used to, but it ain't that bad. We got you your own little entertainment center. You got a remote. You got a charger for all your little devices. We got your new tablet. Yeah, I know. That's, that's very generous of you guys. But for real, you did not have to do all this. Oh, no, we're just getting started. We got loads of snacks. We got chickpeas. We got granola bars. We got vegan jerky. Nice. We got your itching stick, <clears throat> not to be confused with your reaching stick. Yeah, thanks. But you know, I, I don't know if my fine motor skills are really reaching stick ready yet. Well.
source of bliss. Don't look at it. Today is Wednesday, October 29th, 2003. My name is Sergeant Gabriel Reyes. You're so young. And if you're watching this, that means something happened to me. I have uncovered a network of corruption within the Austin Police Department, the state troopers, and in my own organization, the Texas Rangers. These three organizations have been deeply compromised by the cartels. I have names in these files. And until I can determine who I can trust for the safety of myself and my family, I will trust no one. It is my intention to contact the federal agents, DEA, FBI, and then proceed with a plan of action. Papa, Papa, where are you? Hey, me home over here. Hey, why aren't you in bed? Monsters. Monsters? I had a scary dream. Oh, no. People, tell me, tell me what happened. The monsters took me. They dragged me away from you and Mama, and you couldn't find me. Oh, no, mijo. Well, that sounds scary. But you know what? Listen to me. Nothing could ever take you away from me. You know why? Because I would never stop looking for you. You promise? I promise. But you know what monsters are really afraid of? Kiki the koala. Because he would tear them up like what? The day you go up this way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So why don't we go find him and he can protect you all night, okay? Okay. Okay. Can you make him talk in the voice? Hi, Mingo, it's so late. Please. Okay. I mean, all right. But just for a little while, mate.
From 20 years ago, you get a tape. That's the problem. He said the cartel that. has infiltrated three different organizations within their local community. He can't trust nobody. Yeah. And if you're watching this tape, something has happened. And they recorded that tape 20 years ago. Exactly. So that doesn't make much sense. It makes good sense. My doctor's telling me that I may only have two more years left to live. That is two if it, it would be more believable if it was five years ago, then he got killed, not 20 years ago. We don't know how he got killed because we didn't hear that part. It don't matter. If it was five years ago, it would make more sense that he started his investigation. But when you hear that, you're going to say it's the cartel or well, somebody from, from one of those organizations. But will the cartel be intact? All that be intact 20 years later? Yes. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. No, it wouldn't. That's not believable. You, do you think cartels die? I know police officers, wicked police officers and all that, they ain't going to last no 20 years. You talking about career officers? You talking about wicked, cartel infested? That they don't last long. People tell you gangs, gangs and cartels don't have retirement plans. It's a short lived. This is one guy. Somebody else take over. The cartel stays intact. Okay. Cartels. So you, do, so you saying they do have a retirement plan? For 1K. Why would I say the thing about a damn retirement plan and it's a damn illegal drug cartel? That's what I'm they, don't, they don't usually last long. You need to move your stuff off the thing for you. Stuff falling your lap. I'm about to call them. Call who? Call the network and tell them that's not good writing. No, you don't have a good understanding. Understanding. I'm thinking if I'm getting killed, it's not from something that's from 20 years ago. We don't know ago. why this man got killed. So okay? you saying he could die? We don't know. We didn't hear it. So, so why are you trying to go in front of it? So you saying he could have died of natural causes? First of all, we on the last episode. There's an episode before that will probably tell us why he got killed. Okay? Well, we know that there was blood on the floor, which you can assume that that was a shooting. It wouldn't be natural to think it was a suicide, but it could have been a suicide. It could have been anything. We don't know. That's the point I'm trying to make. We don't know. So stop trying to...
But what I'm trying to tell you, good writing leaves leaves credible clues that will tell you everything. But a good writer will lead you credible clues, or you can try to figure it out. Bottom from 20 years ago and, and stuff from 20 years ago is not a credible clue to what happened in no, 2023. Kind of and you know, I might be wrong. You, you law enforcement, so you may know a little more, but I'm just talking as a, as a, as a novice, as a novice, not so novice writer. investigation was over with or something had been resolved so with you're that. saying it's credible to have a 20-year case over Yes. It's not a case. It's a case he's, did. he's doing himself. He hadn't contacted nobody because he didn't know who he could trust. Do you hear what he said? To make it harder for him to He's got to figure out who he can trust before he turned it over to, you know, apparently he was that somebody, you know, based off of what I heard, just a little bit, what are you going to do to control it? Based off of what I can pick up with my investigative skills, I'm thinking that he may have turned it over to the feds already, you know, like maybe in the last month or six months. And somebody came after him. If he got killed like that in his house, you know, and we're assuming your assumption that he could have gotten shot could be absolutely correct. Because, or it could be a suicide, high up to be, or it could be a knifing, but it wasn't on his own. Because the way, because what his son said, somebody killed my dad and is breathing. So that makes me know it was a killer. He was killed. He said that. When he was sitting out there on that, what did I do with the stupid and food?
give to me? Gave you your food. Most recipes say to put 
a cup of milk for every half cup of oats. But I drink closer to a cup and a quarter of milk or else you have trouble swallowing it. A cup and a quarter. Are you sure? It's very important. I promise I will measure to the fluid ounce. No, she's the one that's false. She's the daughter of the one that's I really appreciate you looking after him, Uncle Ollie. I'm really happy you met you. Me too. How about you going to God's wife? Is she in college? College is about to see my seven Well, I know the boy don't need to be mentioned about that kind of stuff. If his daddy died, what do you think he's going to work on happening now? I'm almost positive. He's a police officer. Trying. Lost him too. And her. Missing that kind of stuff. 
ain't got no area of expertise. Nothing. He just wants to jump in. He's a cop. Oh, he is a cop? Yeah, I thought you said he was a paramedic. God, who is? The one whose daddy died is, is who? Oh, he is a cop. Yeah. So he ain't no cop that dealt with no dog on cartel. How about this? Ain't that different? That's a whole other level of stuff. But it makes a little bit more sense, but... Hey, you talking about the cartel. They should have something else. Just above his pay grade. Yeah. with my own little personal bedside commode. So don't put that on me. But you never even bothered to ask what my opinion was. For your opinion? Hey, what would you have said? <laughs> Forget it, all right? No, 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 why, why? You said it, right? So tell me what you mean. Let's have it. What would you have said? I would have said that you're... 